everyone, and welcome back to The Right Turn, your one-stop shop for all things fiction writing. I'm your host, author Jordan M. Griffin, and today we're talking about beta readers, whether you like them, hate them, or have never heard of them. This episode will go through some points for and against beta readers, though I will say right up front that I think getting extra eyes on a manuscript is crucial for ensuring it turns out as well as it possibly can. And I'll also give you some helpful resources for anyone who might be looking for readers of their own. But first, I'd like to define some terms that are important for understanding this side of the industry. Beta reader is the semi-formalized name for anyone who reads a manuscript with the intent of giving critical feedback who is not being paid for such a thing. They've become more well-known even by people who aren't writers, especially after much of the writing scene has moved online to places like Tumblr, Twitter, and Wattpad. Beta readers can be anyone from close friends to family to strangers you meet through online forums and everything in between. Manuscript is another word I'll be using a lot in this episode, so it's important to know the difference between book, manuscript, and story, which I sometimes use interchangeably. Book is a very specific industry term that means a work that has been finalized and published and made available for public consumption. Whether it's hardback, paperback, or ebook form, a book means a work that is over 50,000 words, has been edited, finalized, and has been made available to the public. A manuscript, on the other hand, is anything that exists before that point that intends to be a book someday. So I'm about 33,000 words into a manuscript that I'm writing right now. It's not finished yet, but it is still a manuscript. I also have a finished manuscript of about 73,000 words that I'm in the middle of sending out to agents. Because neither of those works have been published for public use, they are both manuscripts, not books. Critique. Uh, a critique of a work means that some kind of specific feedback has been given by somebody who looked at it very closely. This means that the feedback that we get a lot, which is, oh, I loved it, or, oh, that one wasn't really for me, is not a critique. That doesn't count. Critique has to tell us something specific. So the way you handled character really helped sell your story is a much better example of critique. I think a lot of times people assume critiques and criticism are inherently negative terms, but they're not. I know we use criticize colloquially in our everyday speech to mean pointing out a bunch of things that are wrong or that we don't like about something. But when we're talking about working in any artistic industry, critique and criticism very often mean feedback that is intended to help make the work better. And corrections, which do exist as both critique and criticism, are often still useful feedback. If something is off about characters or setting or plot, I know I would certainly want to know, and many authors would too. Okay, now that we have a general working understanding of some vocabulary, let's talk beta readers. The first hurdle any author needs to jump in their writing career is finding out whether or not they want to put their work in front of an audience. If you don't, such as if your work is not ready or you just know that you're only writing for yourself right now, then don't worry. That's fantastic, and you don't need to move beyond that if you don't want to. You can still listen to this talk and maybe you can be a good beta reader for somebody in the future. When you are ready to share your work, however, especially if you want to put it in front of somebody who will pay you for it, remember that even though feedback can be scary, no one wants to be told that their work is bad, 
it is important to get multiple perspectives on what you have produced. You will see your work differently than everybody else. You know every twist, every turn, and every made-up thing very intimately. You came up with it. The only way then to truly test how well your story is put together is to ask people about it. Ask your readers, hey, can you tell me how the magic works? Or what did you think about this character? Did they annoy you? Right? Your witty banter may actually be super confusing to an outside audience. I know I've been in that situation before. The only way an author can ever know what is true about their book is to put it in front of somebody who's never read it before. And if you're trying to break into the industry for the first time, you definitely don't want your first feedback to come from professionals on whom your career might depend. You want to put it in front of somebody a little safer first. This is where beta readers come into play. Now, different people have different comfort levels with sharing their work. That's 100% fine. Personally, my first drafts only go to very trusted individuals with whom I have a good understanding. I have been friends, or in the case of my actual beta reader, married for a very long time. These are people who know my writing style, and they know that when I'm working on a first draft, I really don't need any feedback. I don't want it. I just know that I'm going to get all these ideas in my head, and it's going to kind of throw me off. But I still share my first draft with people because all I'm really looking for is, am I doing anything so egregious I should stop writing the book? You can choose what feels best to you, right? At which point you share, how many drafts you share, that's all up to you. And you can ask yourself, would you rather give your work to a trusted friend or family member who you trust to be honest and gentle with you? If so, choose somebody who's on a peer level with you. I don't recommend parents um, because often we're trying to impress our parents, right? We want to make our parents proud. And it's hard to get over that when showing your parents something that isn't quite done yet. I personally only show finished published draft to my parents and they love reading those and I love showing them. My husband, on the other hand, makes a fantastic first draft reader, not only because he loves finding out what I've been working on, but because he knows that a first draft is a really delicate thing and it's going to be very far from the best work that it could be. He's great at finding plot holes and pieces that don't make sense and his feedback on that first draft is incredibly useful for making something coherent later so that when I'm putting my work in front of an agent, right, I've already had to either defend the decisions that I've made and explain why I made them, or he's helped me change those things that don't make sense. And so when the agent asks about it, I'm much more likely to have a way better answer than if I had never shown that work to anybody. Now, if you can't stomach the thought of anyone you care about reading your work, then never fear. There are huge communities of writers and readers that exist for just this reason. If you have access to a school or classes, such as if you're a high school student or a college student, then I highly encourage you to find a creative writing club or a creative writing class that you can attend. Even if you're not a full-time student, you can just enroll in a creative writing class. This is, I've found, the best possible way to meet other people who are as serious about writing as you are and who are very likely to offer to read your manuscript in exchange for you reading theirs. In fact, some of my best writing friends have come from my MFA program. The two people who ended up working on my master's thesis with me, they critiqued the manuscript that I submitted for my master's program, then sat in a room with my advisor and talked about it with me for over an hour, which was terrifying. 
They are still some of my dearest writing friends. They send me manuscripts and we talk shop all the time. Now, if you don't have a community or there's some kind of barrier to entering a class such as time or money, then don't worry. There is still places you can find beta readers. Uh, the next best option I would offer to you is to enlist the help of the internet. There are so many writer-reader connection websites that exist, and I'll give you a couple here. Now, a heads up, I have never personally used any of these, but I have heard great things from all of them, and I know people who have used them. And links for all of these will be in the description of this episode. So Critique Circle is a huge website meant to bring beta readers into contact with serious writers. It's completely free to sign up, but you can't put your manuscript up right away. You will have to spend some time editing other manuscripts before you can upload your own. And that's not actually a bad thing. Editing other manuscripts is the best way I've personally found to identify cracks and holes in my personal writing. I've learned really quickly which opening sentences intrigue me and which I immediately dismiss. I learned which types of sentences fell like duds on the page and what kind of words made the world of the story come alive. When you read other works in progress, it also helps you to see how your own work goes through the similar phases, right? It goes through the phase of being a first draft and then you work on it and it gets a little bit better. The Writing Hub is another um, place you can connect. It's not so much of a website, but it's actually a Discord server. And that's a great place to practice your pitch because essentially the way it works is you pitch your work and anybody who's interested in it will then uh, message you personally to see what more you have to offer. So you get a really good shot and practice at describing your story in a way that makes it sound interesting to others. The best way to do that is practice. I know the first time I pitched my story, it was not great. And now uh, that I'm actually querying agents, I'm getting much better at finding ways to make my story sound super cool. Critters is the last one. It's actually an older website. If you go to it, you'll see, um, you know, it looks like it's from the early days of the internet, but it has helped thousands of writers find beta readers and it specializes in fantasy sci-fi and horror so if you fall into those three genres you might want to look at critters um, as far as i know they're free to join and they have an amazing community so don't be too put off by that early 2000s look of the webpage. Uh, the community seems to be thriving and vibrant and i've heard good things about finding beta readers from there so once you find your beta readers you still don't want to just give somebody a manuscript and ask them to read the entire thing with no information. That's a really fantastic way to get feedback that is either so far from what you need that it's not usable, or for your readers to get fixated on something that's not actually an issue at that time. I know the first time I put my novel in front of a stranger, it was in second draft form, so I knew it wasn't perfect, but what I wanted was to know how the plot was working. My reader told me about a weird writing tick I had developed in the pages, a sentence structure that really bothered her that I eventually took out, so it didn't even matter. But because I didn't give her any guidance as to what I wanted, the only thing she marked on the manuscript were those sentences, and she didn't say anything about the plot or the characters, which is what I actually wanted. So if you are planning to give your manuscript to somebody, I highly recommend front-loading them with some information. This can come in the form of a conversation, so you can stand face-to-face -face and tell them what you want, or in the form of a written set of instructions. And, you know, be polite, but you can say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. Tell them what draft they're going to be reading. 
right? If I'm reading a first draft, I know that my feedback is going to be very different than if I'm reading a final draft. For example, you could say, this is a first draft. I know the dialogue is hard to read in some places, but I'm not looking at that right now. I really just want to know how the pacing and the characters are coming across at this stage. That is great information for me as a reader and for any reader because it tells the person how they can be most helpful to you in your writing process. It also stops your reader from worrying that you don't know that your dialogue is bad and they have to mark it all over the place. Similarly, you can tell a reader, hey, this is really close to a final draft, so I would like any overall feedback on how you like the book, and if you see any phrases that are clunky or out of place, please feel free to mark them. That tells your reader a whole different story, right? Now they're going to be really nitpicky on those sentences, and they're expecting a much more polished draft than a first or second edition. If someone handed me a manuscript in which they called a final draft, I would read it with a very critical eye compared to somebody who gave me a first draft. So giving your readers that information will be super helpful both to you and to them. One thing I see authors do a lot that I think actually harms their relationship with their beta readers is asking a bunch of questions after the reader has completely finished. It's hard to remember after you've finished a whole book, when an author comes up and says, how did you like this one specific scene? It, maybe they remember, maybe they don't, right? So instead, what you should do is you can give them three to six specific questions that you want answered before they even start reading. Now, of course, you know, word these in a way that they're not going to hit spoilers, but you want to tell your readers what to be on the lookout for so that they're not reading a manuscript blind. So if you say, you know, something along the lines of, can you notice any parts that feel out of place or hard to understand as you read this, then they can be on the lookout for that and they can give you specific page numbers, which will be super helpful to you. Here are some questions uh, that I've actually included for my own beta readers uh, on different manuscripts. How did you engage with the pacing of the book? Can you mark any parts that drag on or any parts that move too quickly that are missing critical information? Did you feel that the characters remained consistent throughout the story? Do you have any questions about the world of the story? Do you have any parts that were difficult to understand? Did you feel that the ending satisfied you as a reader? If yes, why? If not, what could have made the ending more satisfying? And those are questions that I will actually give before my readers ever start reading my manuscript. That way they can be on the lookout for those things as they're moving through the text. This will help not only direct feedback toward the parts that you really want to focus on, but it will help you to develop your authorial instinct as well. You can start to notice are the parts that you thought were failing actually the parts that readers are having a hard time with, or do they see something completely different from you? As an author, you want to start noticing when something is off in your own writing or when something is not coming out quite the way that you want it, because then you'll be able to strengthen your revision skills in the future and you won't need as many beta readers for you to know, hey, I got to fix that part. I find that now, as I'm working on my third manuscript, uh, I have a pretty good handle on character and dialogue. Those are things that are easy for me to feel and I have no problem cutting or changing what doesn't need to be there. I have a much harder time noticing plot holes or parts where the story uh, is not done with consistency. I still need someone to read my work and tell me if I have made any glaring mistakes with plot. 
such as why a character has a really hard time getting into a certain place in the opening scene of one of my manuscripts, but la-di-da's their way in and out about 100 pages later. My first beta reader pointed that out to me. The truth is that I didn't even think about it when I was writing. I just knew I needed these characters in this place for the story to happen. And it wasn't until my reader rightfully voiced his confusion that I went, oh, I guess I should make getting into and out of places much more consistent. You will find that you too have strengths and growths in your writing as you start to share it with others. And asking specific questions will help keep the feedback constructive and helpful rather than having it feel like an attack on you or your writing ability, which it is never supposed to be. Another thing that I plan to start doing for my readers, especially because I know my plots can be some of the weakest parts of my writing, is to have places where I will insert a blank page into the manuscript that just says stop. Then underneath it, I have a question, which is where I ask my readers to write down where they think the story will go from there. This helps me to understand what my readers see in the plot and what they expect to happen. Then I can compare what they thought with what actually happens. Now, it is important to note that I am not trying to go for the ultimate surprise, haha, you never saw that coming type of ending. In fact, I don't think an out-of-nowhere surprise ending is satisfying for anybody who is reading or watching a piece of material. Of course, you know, I don't want the most predictable ending. That's going to bore my readers either. But I think it's a compliment when readers start to piece together where a story is going to go. It means that you as an author have set the puzzle pieces before the reader, and they have been intrigued enough in your story to put them together to spend their precious time and brain power devoted to your story. These predictions serve more than one purpose. As useful as it is to know what pieces I have been placing within the pages, and sometimes they're pieces I don't even notice or remember, so it's good to be reminded of them, it is equally useful for me to know what the readers want from the story that they're reading. Not that I would construct an entire plot around what one reader thinks should happen, but it is a powerful thing to know what your audience wants from their media. If their wants line up to my wants, then I know I have found my target audience and that I have many more readers who will enjoy the story than just me and my friends and family. Now, before you set off to go find your beta readers, and I hope you will, as it's so fun to build a community of like-minded people to share your work with, I will say a few things to prepare those who might be new to receiving feedback on their work. At first, it might feel like every opinion someone has, which is different than your opinion, is an attack on either you or the work itself. Unless you have a particularly cruel or unprofessional reader, please know that it is not meant to be that way. It's important that your reaction to feedback does not discourage readers from being honest about what has been put in front of them. And if you are getting feedback that you don't agree with, then the best thing that you can do is to try to figure out why the person feels that way. Is there any truth to what the person is saying? You know, the phrase, I felt like these characters were flat, is a valid critique, even if it's hard to hear. What's more important than that, however, is asking, well, what made you think that? Or were there any places that you felt the characters missed an opportunity to grow? Right? Asking those questions will not only help your reader to trust that you actually want their feedback and thus give you much more valuable feedback, but it'll go very far in telling you whether that advice is worth taking into consideration. Perhaps your reader will tell you a moment that you thought you'd written really clearly, but actually didn't come across the page well. And so it really harmed the growth narrative. 
perhaps they'll tell you how the characters could take advantage of an opportunity that you never even saw. Sometimes, yes, people just don't read a story closely enough, but more often your readers will have incredibly sharp eyes. But more often your readers will have incredibly sharp eyes and can help you turn something that was good into something that was great. The last piece of advice that I will share is as you give your manuscript to more and more people, you will find that you're faced with multiple opinions and some of them are directly contradictory. I remember I was on the final edits of my first manuscript, so I gave it to two people. One was a talented freelance editor, the other a well-established author and a mentor of mine. I told them I was looking for overall feedback. Essentially, is this book ready to send out into the world? It's almost done. The editor came back decidedly disappointed. No, she said, I didn't feel nearly as much tension as I wanted to. I think this might be a full rewrite which are the worst words to hear as an author. Now, I turned to the author and I was feeling really discouraged and I asked them, okay, what do you think? The author loved it. She said, yes, I can see this on shelves. I liked the way you paced things. I felt pulled in the whole time. There are a few tweaks I can suggest, but nothing major. I think this is ready to send out. Their feedback could not have been more opposite. And I had to decide which to trust, right? There is no way forward that could take both opinions into consideration. This is where you have to trust your own authorial compass. Weigh both options carefully and ask a few follow-up questions to see if the message and story you intended to put into the world is actually the one coming out. And above all, remember that writing is an incredibly subjective art. People react to books emotionally, and it's okay if someone did not react the way that you thought they would. At the end of the day, you are the author, and you must decide the best way forward for your work. Okay, thank you all for listening, and I hope this talk was helpful to you. Please feel free to go back, pause, or replay any part that you want to hear again. If you really liked the episode, leave a review or share it with someone else you think would benefit from the discussion. Bonus points if they're in the process of looking for beta readers. If you're interested in telling us a story about your own writing experience, sharing your work with us, or you just want to say hi, you can send an email to writeturn at gmail.com. That's W-R-I-T-3, T-U-R-N at gmail.com. If you'd like to engage with the community in other ways, you're welcome to subscribe to the newsletter at jordanmgriffin.com, which will tell you when new episodes come out. In addition, I have an Instagram, which will also let you know when I upload videos. Link will be in the episode description. As always, I wish you all the best in your own writing. Have a great day, and if it's not a good one, I hope that the next one is better.